Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. I'm Joy Dooling, and you are listening to the Joy of Membership podcast. This podcast is for membership leaders. So we talk about strategies for attracting, engaging, and retaining members. But that's not entirely the focus of the show, because let's be honest here, there is no shortage of advice out there on best practices in membership. What we need to talk about is how to actually make those things possible in the real world, how to be absolutely sure that growth practices are going to stick, how to make those things easier, more consistent, and even automatic in some cases. Sound good? Then stick around because we're about to jump into it. Joy here, host of the Joy Membership Podcast, and I have a really special ask for you this week. We are coming up on the one year anniversary of this show. Can you believe it? I know it's gone by crazy fast. The first episode aired on August 5th, 2020. So in celebration of this milestone, I'd like to turn the microphone around to you and ask if you would mind sharing just one thing that you've learned over the past year that's been helpful to you around growing your membership, providing an exceptional member experience, or simply doing this membership building work that we all know and love. Could you do that for me? I'll be making a compilation of these lessons learned for release on the podcast. So your submission does need to be in audio format. I've tried to make that easy for you by putting up a recorder at joyofmembership.com slash anniversary. Your recording doesn't have to be long. Just share who you are, who your organization helps, and what a key takeaway from the past year has been. I can't wait to hear your thoughts and in advance, thank you for helping me create this very special anniversary episode. want to don your finest wide-brimmed Southern Bell hat for this week's episode. That's because my guest is joining us from the Kentucky Derby Museum. Yep, the museum that focuses on one of the most legendary racetracks in the world. Rachel Collier Carr is Director of Communications for the museum, serving as their primary media spokesperson, coordinating press conferences, public relations, and all the content from social media to newsletters. One of the funding streams for the museum is its membership, something that the museum's team has spent lots of time thinking about lately. Rachel joins us to talk about that, along with all the exciting things that happen at what sounds like a very fun, but also very, very busy place to work. Hey, Rachel, thanks so much for being here. I'm so glad you were able to join me today. Good morning, Joy. Thanks so much for having me. Well, why don't we start with you sharing who you are and who your organization helps? Sure. I'm Rachel Collier Carr. I'm the Director of Communications at the Kentucky Derby Museum. So everybody knows the Kentucky Derby. It's a world famous race. So what people don't know is that the museum is right next to Churchill Downs. And one thing that's confusing for people, we are not Churchill Downs. We're next to them. We're great friends with them. But we are a nonprofit. We're a 501c3 nonprofit organization. 
And so memberships are a big deal for us. That is one way that we bring in uh, funds. So yeah, our museum has two floors of exhibits. It has a 360 degree movie theater with an 18 minute movie that is called The Greatest Race. It gives me goosebumps every time I watch it. Really, the way I explain that movie is it's the closest you'll get to being at the Derby without being at the Derby. I mean, it makes you feel like you were there. It's this 360 degree theater. It's pretty awesome. And then we are also the exclusive tour provider at Churchill Downs. So if you ever want to go to Churchill Downs and tour the grounds, you can't do it through Churchill Downs. You got to go through the Kentucky Derby Museum. And we have a whole list of tours. Um, we have our historic walking tour, which is included in general. And we have a bunch of VIP specialty tours. We have groups that come in, conventions that come in, companies come in. They want to entertain their clients or their employees. We have behind the scenes tours that are on golf carts that take you to the barns and backside of the track where horses are stabled. So there's a lot that goes on here at the museum. We also have a lot of events here. In a normal year, non-pandemic year, uh, close to 300 events. And you think, wow, there's 365 days in a year. We're having 300 events here. We have several event spaces and we have weddings, meetings for companies, uh, bridal showers, you name it. We've got a, a bachelorette party coming in a couple of weeks to have some fun here. So it is really an iconic venue and we see people from all over the world. Wow. It sounds like a really fun place to work. <laughs> it is. It is. You know, it's like pinch me. I, I was born and raised in Louisville. Uh, Louisville. If, if you don't know how to say that's how we say it here, us locals, Louisville, Kentucky. And my background is in TV news. I was a news anchor and reporter for 10 years. And I said, if I ever leave this business, it's going to have to be for the right PR job. You know, I'm going to have to love it. It's going to have to be fun. And man, (laughs) it's just, we say it's Derby every day here at the museum. And it it is, we celebrate the Derby every day. And, you know, especially being a a native here, um, it's the world's greatest race. And I get to promote that. That's my job. And so memberships are a huge part of, of what we do here. What does your membership actually provide currently? Sure. So we have really two kind of main groups. If you go to our membership tab on our website under our about section. So we currently have individual and family memberships. And then we have another grouping of corporate and thoroughbred industry memberships. So people who are in the thoroughbred industry, we have specialized memberships for them. And if you click on those, they break down into several more options. So if you're interested in an individual or family membership, you click on that. And it gives you several options of levels. And that's one thing I was telling you, we're kind of working on, we want to streamline this because we've realized, you know, us marketing uh, PR type people brains, we go on, we think about the user experience. If it's overwhelming for me and I work here and I understand everything, it's definitely going to be overwhelming for the user. So we want that user experience to be more streamlined. We are working right now to take the best pieces of the memberships and narrow it down to a smaller but better package for our members. And we want the website to also be a more user-friendly experience so that it's it's streamlined and it's something that you can kind of eyeball. You don't want to have to be reading the same thing over and over again. People are lazy. You have to, to know that. People are lazy readers. They don't want to read through all of these fine details and they want the big picture. What am I getting? What's the best bang for my buck? 
So we are currently working on, um, we've just kind of started the meetings on these to go through each membership level. What's working? What's not working? What do we need to add to the package? What needs to be next from the package? And uh, that's where we are right now. Well, Rachel, you're singing my tune. (laughs) Member experience is something that is near and dear to my heart. So I'm thrilled to hear that your organization is going through a structured process to look at those different levels and what's most valuable and how your members are actually experiencing what you do. So that's terrific. Yeah, we want it to be a good value. And, you know, people are looking for certain things. They want the free admission. They want special discounts. And so we provide those things. One of the best things that I think we offer is we have box seating at Churchill Downs. So it's called a box and it's, you know, you, you get a box over at Churchill Downs and our members get to use that. They can call our member manager and say, you know what, I would like to go to the races and they can use that box. So that is an excellent perk. We were looking at the value of that and we're like, man, we're offering that even to our current lowest level membership right now. And that's a really, uh, really nice perk that we offer. And then for the some of the corporate memberships, one of the things, you know, I was talking about, we have weddings here, we have corporate events here. And so we are looking at what to the, what to someone who wants a corporate membership, what is the biggest thing to them? Well, they want to be able to tell their employees here, I've got passes for you. Take your family so that it can be a perk for their employees or to entertain clients. So that's something they're looking for. And then also some of the corporate membership levels, you get a free rental. So you get to use one of our beautiful spaces to entertain clients or you want to have an offsite meeting with your employees. And so especially right now, post pandemic, treat your employees to something fun. You get to go on a tour at Churchill Downs. You get to explore the museum and then have a, a lunch meeting. And so that's a nice perk for our corporate members. I love that. I love that you're being thoughtful about where the value lies in your different membership offers. And that even at the lowest tier, people are getting some things that to me sound pretty amazing. Yes. Yeah. And we, you know, that's something that we want. We want people to be when they're looking through these and figuring out which level is right for me, that each level has something that offers a great experience. So as a membership marketer, is there anything in particular that you have found to be challenging about marketing and selling membership? Sure. Well, and that's another thing that we are looking at. The Kentucky Derby Museum is is a unique place to have a membership. When we've been having these meetings, we all kind of talk about, well, where do we personally have memberships? Well, I'm a mom. I have two kids. So we have the Louisville Zoo here in town. And that is a no-brainer for me. It's, you know, the membership pays for itself in a couple of visits. And we can just say, hey, want to go to the zoo today? Want to go to the zoo this weekend? And we just pop right over. And so the Kentucky Derby Museum is unique because we have to find people who are interested in coming and coming back. And we have to make sure that we are always offering something new because this is such a unique experience. It's not the zoo where you just take your kids every weekend if you want. And so a lot of our members, what we have found are coming, but they like to use their free passes when they have guests in town. Because guess what? When somebody comes to Louisville, Kentucky, guess what they want? They want to see horses. They want some bourbon, (laughs) you know? 
And we have that here. We have bourbon, we've got horses, you know, we can check on the list. You get the derby experience coming to the museum. So I think part of it is knowing who are our main people that are buying memberships. And the corporate is is a big one for us. And the people who are saying, you know what, I'm going to bring my parents when they come in town, or I'm going to take my kids. But we don't have the family memberships. It's not as big of a market for us. We want it to be though. We want to be able to grow that. So tell me what advice you would give to an organization that is just starting to think about like, maybe our levels need to change. Maybe we need to be looking at what's bringing value. Do you have some thoughts about where to start or how to approach that? Sure. First thing, go to your website. Go look at your website, do kind of an evaluation on your website. What are we offering? How many offerings do we have in each category? Does this need to change? And if you like I am when I'm on our page and I'm like, this is overwhelming. This is too much to read. I'm a communicator and it's too much for me to process. Then something needs to change. You know, we need to make it a better process for our users. And so that's what we're doing. So step one, look at your website and evaluate how many memberships do we have? What are we offering? Maybe you need to expand it. Maybe you don't have enough offerings, or maybe it's where we kind of are feeling that we are where we are, that we need to look at, um, shrinking what we're offering and offer more value in fewer packages. And then second, get some minds together, sit down in a room, just hash it out, talk. There are people we had, you know, our director of retail was in this meeting and she had come from dealing with a corporate background. And so she said, here's what corporate wants. And so she was able to give that perspective. Here's what corporate people are looking for. They don't care about these little tiny little details. They want to know that they can tell their employees, I've got a perk for you, go to the museum whenever you want, take your family, or that they can entertain clients. That's what they're looking for. So get as many minds in the room as you can and um, have that first brainstorming session, get those great ideas down. For me, communications and our marketing team, we were looking at it from a, hey, let's streamline this. What is the best way to organize these packages? Hit the highlights too, because some of the fine details can be mentioned elsewhere, but what is going to catch someone's attention immediately? So have these brainstorming sessions and, and go from there. And that's, that's where we are right now is, is kind of regrouping and uh, reformatting our membership programs. Rachel, I think that's very sound advice. So thank you so much for sharing your experience. Tell us the next time someone is planning a trip someplace, and they want to go someplace fun. They're looking for horses and bourbon. Where should they look you up? Yes, go to derbymuseum.org. We would love to have you here. We, As I said, we have people from all over the world. We have groups. So bring your customers, bring your family. If you're coming this way, if you're driving through this way, stop by the Kentucky Derby Museum, derbymuseum.org. And you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Derby Museum. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you, Joy. here back with a few thoughts to close out this week's episode. If you're listening to this episode around the time that it's published, we've just officially begun the second half of the year. We're in mid-July. How has this year been for you? Getting back on an upswing, I hope. I know that lots of organizations are dipping their toes back into live events again. Staff who have been working remotely are being called back into headquarters. And in 
many parts of the world, it's starting to feel somewhat close to normal again. Hitting the second half of the year also means that the pilot period that I've been running for journey care has officially come to a close. I would say that the biggest lesson that I've learned in launching is that the big wins come when an organization can get to value quickly. Now, it feels odd to say that because, of course, we all know as membership leaders that new members need to get some quick wins to validate their decision to join. For journey care, the quickest wins come from the care points builder. Yet that's not the first thing that most organizations start looking at. Their first inclination is to look at the website builder or start looking at how to sell membership in the platform, which journey care can do. But that's not the difference maker. The real aha moments come from building automations into care points, recognizing that when someone does this, you can actually do that, or even a whole sequence of things in a beautifully orchestrated manner. This is how your organization, no matter what size your team is, can become more consistent, more attentive, more responsive, and more engaging. For example, when a member signs up, you can automatically send them a sequence of onboarding emails. When an email subscriber opens a specific email, you can automatically tag them as interested in that topic and send follow-up messages that are specifically geared around that topic. When someone fills out a form and they answer question number three in a specific way, you can actually notify the committee chair to follow up. When an event attendee registers for an event, you can automatically exclude them from future marketing emails for that event. The list goes on and on. Now, every membership organization, large or small, staffed or volunteer run with any industry focus, typically has some kind of wish list for things they'd love to do automatically, if only it were possible. In many cases, journey care can make a lot of those wishes come true. If you have such a wish list, I'd love to connect with you and see if there's a way to make those things happen for you. Just reach out to me at joy at joyofmembership.com or jump directly on my calendar from the journey care website, which is journeycare.app, not .com, it's .app, journeycare.app. Anyway, that brings us to a wrap on this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed the conversation with Rachel. I'll be back next week with another great episode. In the meantime, take care. Hey there, you made it all the way to the end. Bravo to you. I'm back in just one last time to remind you that there's a free one-page PDF available over at the website that shows you more than 20 ways that technology could be supporting your efforts to attract, engage, and retain more members. It's actually broken down into the stages of the member journey, so you'll know exactly where each piece fits. And everything that's on that one pager can actually be automatically done for you with software that costs less than $1,000 per year. So If you haven't already grabbed it, you can get your copy at joyofmembership.com slash tech, joyofmembership.com slash tech, T-E-C-H. Have a great week and I'll see you next time.